Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Geek Feed Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Let's get into it. I'm your host Travis and joining me again today uh, is Rich. How's it going man? Good, good morning. So, uh, anything happen in your neck of the woods? Know of anything? Um, not too much. No? Uh, I'm... Sure, I had a list of something, but I can't remember anything. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to start off like... Sonic. The Sonic. Okay, yeah, that's on my list to talk about here in the news section. We'll start off with movies, and uh, today we have The Intruder, Longshot, and Ugly Dolls coming out in a mass release. And then we also have Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, Nonfiction, and Shadow all coming out as limited releases this week. Uh, so nothing real major there. I guess Ugly Dolls is the main one that stands out to me. And then uh, you were talking about the Sonic trailer. What are your thoughts on that? Bad. <laughs> I think that's the general uh, consensus is that nobody's really liking. If if the audience is mad enough, can't they just change out the model? You know, I saw a lot of people kind of requesting that like, even if they just changed his eyes, and stuff to make him look a little more like Sonic instead of these small beady eyes. Like give him the giant. He looks like a little person in a suit rather than a 3D hedgehog. Yeah. What did you think about Jim Carrey? I mean, from the little that I saw, it's nice to see him in a movie again. The only thing is it seems like he's channeling Ace Ventura. Like, I mean, I know that that's typical Jim Carrey, but. Like, I think I prefer him in more of his more serious or slightly darker roles, more like uh, Eternal Sunshine, stuff like that. Like, when he gets into that Ace Ventura, the mask, kind of just over-the-top silly, like, I have a hard time enjoying it. You know he has depression, like Robin Williams. And these guys, they use jokes to help themselves overcome their own depression. Well, yeah, but, I mean, this is all written for him, obviously. I'm just saying that... I think he's reforming some of it. Oh, I'm sure some, but it's still... When they hire Jim Carrey, they're hiring him for his... When was the last time he was in a movie? Man, I don't know. Um, He has a... And a a comedy, nonetheless. I mean, he has a TV series that... uh, Or like a Netflix show, something like that. Uh, Maybe Showtime. Oh, right. I heard about that. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know... He plays like a Mr. Rogers or something? Yeah, it's like a weird Mr. Rogers type show. I haven't got to see that yet, though. But I think I would enjoy that more than this. I heard that was weird. I mean, probably. But either way, um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> there, I don't think I saw anything positive come out about this trailer. I didn't see a storyline. I didn't see a plot. No, the only jokes were by Jim Carrey, and everything Tonic said was completely garbage. Yeah, I don't know. People didn't like the model of Sonic. They didn't like uh, just the overall story, like from what we saw in the tra- trailer. So, anyway, um, and also, you know, kind of movie related news. This one's a little bit of a darker note. It's a sad note. I uh, found out that Peter Mayhew, the actor who played Chewbacca, passed away on the 30th, but they just announced it last night. So, uh, he was actually supposed to be at the convention this weekend in Dallas, but uh, like I said, we just got news that he passed away in his North Texas home. How old was he? I believe seventy-four. 
So, but with his height, yeah. you know, there's a lot of medical you stuff little, that he's been fighting for. Longer dog guy. So, um, anyway, that you know, sad news. It kind of blew up all over Twitter and Instagram and everything last night. But, um, you know, moving on from that into convention news, like I was mentioning, uh, the Fan Expo Dallas kicks off today. I'll be headed there this afternoon, and then I'll try and bring coverage on the geekfeed.net. You son of a- <laughs> you going there? Of course I'm going. I mean, you, you could go too, but you You're don't see this afternoon. Yeah, I'm going this afternoon, but I mean, it runs all weekend. You could definitely catch a. Yeah, I'll be at work. Yeah, well, there's still Saturday and Sunday, so. Um, but the Geek Feed, I will be there to document what's going on, and I'll have stuff up on the geekfeed.net. So be sure to check that out. Also, this weekend uh, in Dallas is the Texas Frightmare Weekend. That's at the Hyatt Regency DFW. And the Saturday passes are actually already sold out for that one. Frightmare? Yeah, it's, it's all... May. <laughs> yeah, it is. does seem like an odd time for it, but... Is uh, that why Goosebumps 2 got released to Netflix? What, is, some, is it a scary time of the year or something? Uh, I don't know. It's just a... Uh, it just is what it is, I guess. I don't know if there's a correlation or not, but either way, this convention's got Tim Curry and Robert England. Uh, it's got, a, I mean, a huge list of people from the uh, horror genre of movies. So uh, I've, we've actually got a coworker that's probably going to be going, and so she said she might do some guest blogging for us on our website. So uh, then next weekend we have Comic Palooza coming up in Houston. That's May 10th through 12th. And then we have Celebrity Fan Fest, June 14th through 16th in San Antonio. And then the big one uh, is going to be LeakyCon Dallas, August 9th through the 11th. So uh, That's still far away. Yeah, but I'm just trying to give a, a quick rundown of the upcoming conventions. I mean, the Comic Palooza, I mean, like I said, is next weekend. June and August isn't that far away. So, yeah. Um, also, just last bit of news, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, tomorrow is May the 4th, a.k.a. Star Wars Day. So there's a lot of places that will be doing Star Wars celebrations, have maybe uh, special screenings. Uh, I know like in DFW, there's a place called the Holocron. It's a Star Wars store. I think they're going to be doing some events and stuff like that. So um just check your local area, Facebook, stuff like that, to see what's going on in your neck of the woods. And then uh, that's all I have. Do you have anything else that needs to be mentioned? Again, probably Sonic. <laughs> because it's just so bad that well. we need to make some noise so we can get a good Sonic movie. Yeah, I think that people are making noise, so we'll see how the studio reacts if they just keep pushing forward with it or if they try and change something. So who knows? All right, well, uh, from this moment on, we are going to be talking Avengers in-game spoilers, so you're being forewarned. Yeah, we gave you a couple of days. If you haven't seen it by now, you've got left behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I know that there's still a, a lot of people out there that probably haven't been able to make it. I know that there's been some coworkers that I've talked to that still haven't gotten to see it. So uh, there are people out there, but if you have seen it and want to listen in, uh, let's uh, let's talk about our thoughts on on this epic movie. 
So uh, overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, yeah, it was definitely a thumbs up. Even though I, I wish they would have done some things a little differently. Like, uh, what, what do you think should be done differently? We'll, we'll get to that. There's a lot of things. <laughs> okay. So, first thing that I noticed is, uh, you know, the, the movie starts on a very dark note. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that already started off the, the roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster where people were starting to tear up, uh, you know, watching his family. You know, 22 movies in. And in all that time, I didn't care a single bit about Hawkeye. Wait, how was his name? Yeah. Hawkeye, yeah. I didn't care whether he lived or died. He wasn't funny. I never really cared anything about him. But this opening scene changed all that. Yeah, so obviously that's going to alter him uh, quite drastically. I mean, he, he wasn't around for, I believe, Infinity War because he was like, no, family's important. I'm going to go be with my family. And so to see him lose everything, uh, he kind of went off the deep end. He shaved his head, you know, into like this wide mohawk type thing and kind of went vangel- vigilante, uh, like murdering bad guys. Yeah. That was, so, I wish we would have saw more of that, actually. Yeah, they uh, they did kind of skim over that. Like they didn't make a big deal about it so or explain anything about how or why he was doing what he was doing. So, um, yeah. We also talking about new looks and stuff. Uh, Hulk, he's now Bruce Banner is now Gray Hulk. Yeah, is this considered Gray Hulk? I think so. I just don't think they wanted to change his color. Mm. But yeah, the uh, the hybrid where he's he's smart like Banner but big like Hulk. Uh, not unfortunately, that means that he wasn't angry like Hulk. Yeah, and so he ended up doing pretty much. Pretty much nothing the entire movie, except talk some science stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they did have a funny scene, though, where they're like, he needs to, you know, act like his former self, and he, he goes over and pretends to, you know, Hulk smash and... Yeah, that was funny. Like, goofy, but... Um, Even though it was unnecessary. I mean, every little bit of things that add a little bit of humor here and there to help lighten the... Yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, in the first movie... He chickened out, and we we got we didn't get to see any of the Hulk. Yeah, this movie we get to see the Hulk back, but we don't get to see him really Hulk out. Yeah, he doesn't really. Uh, I was I was trying to think back. I don't think he, he doesn't really bite did. a single person. No, he doesn't. All he does is go and talk to uh, what's her name with the time crystal mm-hmm. or time stone. Making up some Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and along the lines of looks, the one that I think uh, millions of women cried out in horror oh. when they saw Fat Thor, that was hilarious. Uh, that was kind of an insult to both us and to Thor. How so? It was a, it was good for that initial laugh. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But after that, it was just sad. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it because... Uh, you know, as a big guy myself, to have, you know, Thor be a big guy, like, that's someone I can relate with now. I mean, we don't all have rock-hard abs, you know. Yeah, they just went <laughs> they just went way overboard on that bat suit. Yeah, I mean, the the whole Big Lebowski thing was pretty funny, too. Okay, but, yeah, that was, he did look like <laughs> Lebowski at that moment. Uh, but, yeah, the beer gut, uh, Thor. So, 
you know, they did have quite a few funny things like the uh, America's yeah. ass comments. Like, but they were so so far in between this long movie that it just wasn't enough, in my opinion. Yeah. So there were some stuff that I didn't quite uh, didn't quite, I guess, understand the. Oh, you didn't understand something? How shocking! <laughs> the uh, the rat that starts this all. The rat. Yeah, the one that on the the key panel that pulls. Oh, right. Yeah. Ant Man back. Uh, I guess this is supposed to be a mission that he went on. Somewhere in between. In between the Ant Man and Wasp, and, and now he um, him and the Wasp did some kind of experiment to go back into the quantum world. And somehow he was stuck there. And. When they did explain it when he was, but they explained it later when he was stuck in there, the wasp got snapped, and oh, so and she, never she couldn't pull him out, pull him back. But he, they were, weren't they like lovers? Yeah, I think. So uh, when we he gets out, we see a huge emotional scene for Hawkeye, but we see nothing for him, even though his girlfriend slash. Co-workers just died. He, we see nothing from him. The only thing I can say is that he didn't know that this had happened. Like for him, it he happened. He didn't know at first, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, he kind of had an emotional moment with his daughter. But the the fact that he didn't go for all this time without his family watching him disappear, whatever, like Hawkeye did. And so I think that's the reason why he was a little more emotional about it. Whereas for... Uh, Ant-Man, it was more of, he was gone for five minutes. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal, so. Yeah, for for him, he just lost every, her. It wasn't a gradual thing. He Five minutes ago, he, he had a girlfriend. Five hours ago, he had a girlfriend and a co-worker. Maybe they were married by now. I don't even know. Yeah. So, um. And I know we're jumping around. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be impossible not to jump around in a three-hour movie. Yeah. The uh, I didn't want to, you know, write down and miss anything. Oh, take notes in the theater. Yeah. Uh, but on the note of Ant-Man and the rat pulling them out and stuff, like the, they do end up at one point experiment with trying to do the time travel thing. And yeah. we get the, the baby version, the old version, like, that was kind of weird seeing all the different versions of Ant-Man. Um, yeah. That one seemed like it was a little bit... Uh, it would, If Stan Lee was alive, he would have been the old version. <laughs> well, Stan Lee was in this movie. He did make his cameo. This was his last cameo. He did? Yeah, I think he was in a, a car, I believe. Um, they, no, that was somebody else that looked like Stan Lee. No, it, 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 that was his cameo, man. Trust me, that was Stan Lee's cameo. Well, they sure downplayed. They didn't point him out this time. I mean, they showed him. Okay. It's just, like I said, it was a very brief, I mean, as they always are. I mean, he didn't have a speaking line or anything. Um, but we also see that uh, Tony, you know, Stark has a family now. And kind of, you know, gives him some humility. Like, he, he's always been the cocky, got nothing to lose type guy. And now... Everyone else has lost everything, and he's gained something. And so, you know, they're he's a little bit reluctant to want to screw with that. Like, he's like, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I've got what I want. So why do I want to go back in time and risk screwing it all up? Which, I mean, he was pretty wise to 
be that way because they do go back and screw up a lot of stuff. So yeah, but nothing changed. What do you mean nothing changed? All the people all, that all... have been snapped away are back. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I mean, they did they did succeed, but the he lost everything because he died, and then uh, you know Black Widow was alive and now she's dead. And then, uh, like, I don't know, there's a potential that Loki is now alive. Well, like, no, he's dead. Okay, well, well, we'll talk about that in just I a second. I was confused about that, too. I was like, oh, maybe they're bringing him back. Oh, wait, no, the, the math doesn't work out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of, like I said, the whole time travel stuff is always muddy, but I, I saw that as a way that they could try and say, yeah, we're going to bring him back. Yeah. But that's why it's kind of disappointed when they introduce time travel to this movie as the way that they're going to fix everything. Yeah. I didn't know what they're going to do. That's why I was so excited. I was, but I didn't think it would be time travel because it's been done before so many, many, many times. Well, yeah. But like the movie starts off like you knew there had to be something because when they, they at the very beginning of the movie, they end up finding Thanos. Yeah. And he's just a. a a farmer. That's all it is. Like, he's not hurting anyone anymore. Like, he's just living his life being a farmer. Yeah, and yeah. they come up and, like, within a few seconds, chop his head off. Yeah, this is kind of strange. I didn't like this whole scene, actually. I thought, uh, just, we saw, the last we saw Donald, he was a beast. He had all six and penny stones. He could do anything. And then he kind of just falls over dead. Well, that's because he destroyed the... That's the whole thing that drew their attention to him, is he destroyed the stones, and by doing so, it nearly killed him. And then they show up. He has no... Like, he's a broken, defeated, like, person. Yeah, so we we just saw him being super powerful, almost the most... One of the most powerful beings in the universe at the end of the last movie. And I kind of wanted to see him stay that way, and this way he just... Oh, I'm going to essentially kill myself. Well, I mean, he felt like he had completed his task, and, I mean, there wasn't anything else for him to have to deal with or do. So, like I said, I think that that was the reason why they, they were able to beat him and kill him so easily at the beginning. But, I mean, you, you talk about wanting to see him as a uh, a power power guy. Yeah. I mean, throughout even, the, the rest of the movie, I mean, he was... Even in the end, we didn't see that. He never has the stones again. No, but he still was a like it took everything like Marvel and everyone couldn't just like kill him like it took. Yeah, the, he he was stronger without the Infinity Stones in this movie, which kind of was like what. I mean, there were so many things that's like I don't know how this hasn't killed him. Like dropping ships and buildings and stuff on him like doesn't kill him. Like he's yeah, I kind of thought I thought he was strong because of the Infinity Stones, but no, he's just naturally that strong. Yeah, I mean, he's was naturally his whole race that strong. I don't know if they're that strong, but uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, this comes to my ignorance of some of the other part of the universe. Like, I I don't know all the details of all the... I, I really wish they hadn't released a, the, all that uncut footage, all that cut footage from the first movie. And they said they would cut out like 30 minutes of Donald's backstory. Hmm. I, I, that really would have helped me understand this movie a little better, because... I wanted to see more Thanos. Uh, I, I thought I saw enough of him. Like, I, I think he's a, a cool bad guy, and uh, 
the interesting part to me was the fact that he's not like overtly evil or bad. Like he truly believes he's yeah. doing good for the universe. And so uh, it seems like an interesting, which I mean, I think a lot of the main bad guys don't think that they're bad. Like, well, more villains listen, don't think they're bad. I had heard how par- powerful Captain Marvel was. I knew how powerful Thanos was with the six stones. I thought we were going to see some epic, amazing battle with between the six stones and her and all this magic and anything you can imagine in between. And it's just going to be awesome and off the charts and totally rock. And in fact, we got we got a middle finger when it came to Captain Marvel. If you saw the movie beforehand, the Captain movie, I feel sorry for you because it kind of feels like Marvel scammed us into seeing it. Because it had nothing to do with this movie. She wasn't even in this movie for more than 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Captain Marvel, so that's one I was hoping to see before Endgame, but I wasn't able to see it. Again, I... I, I didn't I, see it because it was so bad. What are you talking about? Even Tony says it wasn't good. Uh, I uh, I thought the reviews for it were pretty good, so... I mean, they were breaking records and stuff with it. I thought so. Yeah, well, I don't know. Of I don't. I don't listen records. to reviews. Uh, if I want to see it, I'll go see it. Because, yeah. like, if I listen to you, you hate everything. So, <laughs> I, I can't take your word for it. Like, I, I just have to go see it for myself if I want to. So, well, you saw this movie. Captain Marvel was in it for. She introduced herself as Captain Marvel and said, "I'm leaving. Goodbye." She came back at the end, thinking, "I thought it was going to be like a Superman fight where she's." super strong and instead she barely helps i mean she she does help a little bit but she's not the the end to the fight i mean she helps out some well, it kind of seemed like she was the end of the fight when we had a post credit scene dedicated to her at the end of the last movie well you're talking about the pager thing yeah yeah um that so all that was for nothing yeah, yeah, it it hyped people. Like I said, I <laughs> I was expecting to see this awesome battle, and from Captain Marvel, we got literally nothing. I was still happy with the way. It, I mean, you got every, pretty much every hero in this one, one epic battle. Um, so I mean, I think they were trying to keep it from being too simple of just her coming in and and defeating him. Um. Uh, but yeah, either but she way, she wasn't even part of the team. She was just like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to other planets because of reasons." No, Why she did was she saying, leave because she's saying that Earth isn't the only place that was affected by the snap. She's yeah, I I understood. That. She said that, and I knew that the raccoon guy said, "Oh yeah, that makes sense," but it really doesn't make sense. Sure, it does. How so? I think they even mentioned that. Uh, you know, Earth has the Avengers to help out and stuff. Like, these other planets don't necessarily have people to help. And so... What do they need help with? I mean, the entire half of the, the population of everything wiped out. Yeah. So, what's one person going to do? Lift cranes? Manage equipment? Uh, build stuff? What, what is she going to do that the people of the own planet can't do? I don't know. I, I did buildings fall down? Did did earthquakes happen? No, it was a snap. Nothing got changed. Nothing, nothing got damaged. Just the people removed, like a neutrino bomb. 
I don't know. She just said that she was helping other other planets. There's not even bodies to clean up. What was there to do? You need a dustpan and a large broom. That's just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either way, I uh, some of it could have been just purely uh, for plot reasons of like they if they have her there that's super powerful, it would have made for a short movie. Like they they have to have some reason why she's not available to to just take him out in the, from the beginning. So yes, it's called the Infinity Stones. <laughs> that's why this is why. I wanted Donald to have the stones. She could have been the reason why he destroyed the stones at the beginning of the movie because of maybe he realized, you know, she was going to get the stones or she was too powerful even with, with the stones, with him. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You're hung up on Captain Marvel. I don't see the, the big issue. Like I said, I enjoyed the the having all the other Avengers. I mean, if she was there the whole time we might as well not have all of them around like it there's a reason why she wasn't there so um but to try and get kind of back on topic they're doing the uh idea of going back in time so tony figures out a way to do it yeah you just shrink and then you get big again amazing yeah but that wasn't the they he had to work out the whole being able to navigate because when they tested and they ended up with baby and old ant-man and all that stuff is because he didn't have a way of navigating the quantum realm, and so no, that's so what the, Tony... the way to overcome that was to shrink down, flying in a spirally loop figure, and then get big again, and then you, you time travel. <laughs> You're oversimplifying again, like uh, like I said, they have their little devices on their hand that's helping track their coordinates through time and space, and that's what they're using to jump in and jump out at the appropriate time. And so, like, we see the the scenes where they kind of reference back to the previous movies where, the, you know, they're watching the scenes play out in front of them. Um, one of the really exciting things for me was when he got in the, when Captain America got in the elevator. Uh, yeah, that part was funny. And <laughs> Hell Hydra. Yeah, Hell That Hydra. part was hilarious. But I thought it was about to be another scene, like, from... Uh, was it Winter Soldier? No, they Where, actually believed him. Well, I know, but I'm saying when he first stepped on the elevator with all the people, I thought it was a, a flashback to one of the other movies where he gets in the elevator and has to fight them all in the yeah. elevator. So I, I was hoping we weren't going to have to see that again because <laughs> we'd the, seen it before. Oh, yeah. But the uh, whole Hell Hydra was pretty good. Uh, and, of course, you know, the I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. Like there's a little, you know, Easter eggs and little comments and stuff. Oh, yeah, that, there are. Yeah. Um, but what, when I was talking about Loki escaping, Loki ends up getting the Tesseract and disappearing in that part of the timeline, right? Then they go back in time to before that. And they... And they get the Tesseract nullifying the scene, that scene, so that never happened. Then again... When you have time travel, and they really explain it that there's different dimensions or um, realities. The time has split into yeah so many different things, and that they're really not saving any timeline. They're just creating new ones. Yeah. But so when Captain goes back and puts everything back, it erases the stuff that 
happened. <laughs> I don't know. It, it made my brain hurt Did trying it? to follow the... Because I keep saying that uh, that you can't change anything, yet they do go back and change stuff. Like, Yeah, Th- Thanos gets forward, goes forward in time. Yeah, and so the uh, whole nebula... Oh, by the way, you know, Thanos, he, everyone had those injections, um, those the red, that red stuff. Yeah. That was the how pen. they shrank. Yeah. They had one per person, and yet Thanos had one for him, his entire army, his ship, and it worked. That's not how I took it. I took it as, uh, because Nebula, when she came back, she activated this portal thing from from Earth, from the future, and somehow opened up this big portal that everything could come through. So No, they didn't open up. They explained later that they shrank Donald's ship with everyone inside it and then made it big on what they had crossed. But they never showed that, so it was very... You know, hard to follow. But we have seen them shrink buildings and all sorts of large things. So, yeah. I mean, it is. It's plausible. Yeah. Even though it happened off screen and we barely heard anything about it. Hmm. It's just kind of, you know, irritating. I mean, like I so said, there's a lot to try and remember. I mean, it was a long movie and it mm-hmm. happened uh, about a week ago for me. So <laughs> trying to to remember everything. Um, but yeah, so we've got kind of a, a mole or like a sleeper agent via Nebula since she's unaware. Somehow there's a connection. Like I didn't understand why her future memories would be traveling back to, like I could see like if, if the past one had memories and then, or was, you know, remembering new stuff and then it was ending up in the new like in the future Nebula's memory. Does that mean? Huh? Right. If the past one saw all the stuff, the yeah, future then one the should have remembered future that. one should remember it. Whereas this was like happening in reverse. Like, I don't know, this weird. It was weird. Um, I didn't really like where they took out this Nebulon thing. And they just kept going with it. And it was all really confusing. It tested the boundaries of what we understand about the time travel in this movie. Yeah. And just... And so... And then she kills herself later in the movie, right? Just the past self kills her future self, right? Yeah. Which is sad. No, the future... No. The The future self kills the past self. No, I don't believe so. Yeah. The, The past one is the bad one. Well, if that were true, then how could you kill yourself I, I in don't the past? Because <laughs> it was all set back. I don't, I don't know. All right. There's the multiple dimensions. Yeah, it, that's what I was talking about, though. The whole confusion between the time travel and everything. I, I don't know how it all worked out. According to, you know, um, the Hulk at the beginning of the movie, he explained that they'd be creating new timelines. So essentially, everyone who had died still died. In their universe, and we created a new universe, essentially. It's 
Man, uh, it's like the Flash in the fifty-two, ninety-three universes, whatever there is. Yeah. Well, so we we see them get a handful of the stones. They, you know, the Hulk gets his because she's telling him that if Doctor Strange, yeah, yeah, gave him like then he's the best of the best. So like if he did that, then that must be the thing that has to happen. So she's the one that explains that we have to get everything back to where it was exactly or it'll screw up everything and divert the timelines and all that stuff. So uh and then, you know, of course, Hawkeye and Black Widow go to get the soul stone. And as soon as Saul had like, oh great, one of them's gonna have to Did did nobody else know, I guess, what the Soul Stone requires? Yeah, I don't think anyone knew, uh aside from like Gamora or Yeah. Or maybe Nebula. I don't know. No one said anything to them about, hey, uh, this is what it requires. So, yeah, like the whole back and forth argument about, like, no, I'm going to do it. No, you're going to stay and survive. Like, no, I'm going to do it. The argument back and forth and the battle between them on who's going to sacrifice themselves. Uh, Pretty intense moment. So, obviously, Black Widow ends up being the one. Um so she's gone, and the Thank God, good, because I heard we were gonna get a Black Widow movie, but now that's not gonna happen. Sure, it is. We nobody wants a Black Widow movie, anyways. Why not? I think it'll be an amazing movie. Cause she's boring. Nah. She, her, Hawkeye, and then the Falcon guy, which they hid away. Were all three boring, the least likable characters. Really? I I like Black Widow and I like Hawkeye. Speaking so. of that Falcon guy, all of a sudden he just showed up in, at the very end of the movie like he was a part of the team. I was like, I do remember seeing him a little bit in Infinity War, but before that I don't remember him. I mean, he, he's been on and off throughout the franchises, but the... Um... And then got Captain Marvel's shield at the end like he was a, there the whole time. Like, what... What movie was Captain watching? I mean, we still had like all the the other heroes and stuff that weren't that weren't there until the end. Uh, maybe was he one of them that got dusted? Oh, right, maybe he was. Yeah, so that's the reason he showed up when with all the others that got dusted. Okay. So, um, so they got you know all their stones, and then. Of course, Thanos uh, comes in and wrecks everything. the The thing that was confusing me about the Infinity Gauntlet, because like they made the Iron Man two point Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yeah, I guess his nanoprobes can make anything now. So, uh, Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet, and never it never like injured his his arm or anything like that. He used it and everything. It was when he tried to destroy him that he got injured. Yeah. And then in this, yeah. I don't know if they were trying to say that. Because Thanos was like a god level, like he could withstand it. But now the Hulk is like, no, I've got to be the one to wear it because I can I withstand it. I this part at all. I thought the only only person who could even remotely handle it was Thor. But they, he didn't even offer his hand. And I was like, what's going on here? Everybody yeah. else, we already know one Finney Stone kills a human when they touch it almost instantly. Yeah. So... Six, uh, they 
didn't have me there. Yeah. So they they tried to explain that it was the gamma radiation or whatever that that Hulk would be the that most. Was, yeah, that was a poor joke that didn't play out. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, you know that that doesn't work, and so Tony is the one that ends up having to do it. I don't know how he even I don't survived re- the amount of time that he did. I, I I don't really understand this part at all. Why did he? I forgot why he needed to do it if the Hulk had just saved everybody. All right, he needed to get rid of Thanos. Yeah, like uh, the whole thing was, I guess, that liquid nanotech Iron Man's you know technology that he had from the previous from Infinity War. To where it just kind of morphed into whatever he needed. I, yeah, I guess he can control it like psychically now, where he just just makes any shape that he can imagine, and he imagined the gauntlet, and then he imagined the stones coming off the gauntlet and going onto his gauntlet. Yeah, somehow he was able to get the gauntlet off of or the stones from Thanos, and then I, I guess they didn't want to animate a Transformers nano particle scene where we see. Them bringing the stones over. I mean, I think the whole nano thing is ridiculous anyway. Like, you're creating matter out of nothing. nothing yes. Like, you literally have nothing on you, and all of a sudden you got a full-on suit that the, that had the, to come from somewhere. To the come. Black Panther suit is kind of the same thing. All their suits are kind of the same thing. Uh, his stuff isn't, like, nanotechnology. Like, it doesn't just... No, it comes out of the his necklace, though. So. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff that just comic book physics and suspension of belief or disbelief, whatever. But, uh, oh, one of the other things that, you know, the crowd, whenever I was watching cheered was when, uh, Captain America calls for Milner and like, it comes to his hand like he's worthy. And Thor's like, I knew it. You know? Yeah. That part was fun. Even though it didn't make any sense. What do you mean? It didn't make like in the, uh, the whole thing is that whoever's worthy of it can can lift it. And so the yeah, fact that in one we, of the previous movies, Captain's messing with it and he's trying and it wiggles a little bit and you see Thor kind of like panic a little bit. And then he, he's not able to lift it. He's like, okay, good. Well, now in this one, I think they're trying to say that, you know, Captain was able to better himself and now he, he's worthy of it. And so he's able to call it and use it and... Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I, I never really understood the worthiness because clearly there's plenty of, and the Avengers are worthy and yet no one else can lift it. Maybe they're not worthy. Like there's other issues like you wouldn't expect Tony Stark to be able to lift it. So, I mean, he he seems more arrogant and like not fully selfless. Like, Okay, but here's the thing. How come the... um. How come his axe, Stormbreaker, was able to kill Thanos? Um, really didn't do much in this last fight. It was like it, it was almost like it was weaker than his hammer because he was using both like like they were equal weight. You know, uh, we got this big powerful axe thing, and yet he's using it kind of like a stick, just. I feel like it was should have been able to handle Thanos by itself with no one finished on at the end. And yet Thanos took on everybody. 
he was stronger without the Infinity Stones than he ever was with the Infinity Stones. Which I mean, I don't think the I don't think that's the case. I just think that uh, whenever whenever Thor chopped his head off at the beginning of the movie, like I said, he had already been weakened and and injured from the destroying the Infinity Stones. Whereas this, I don't know if he ever actually landed a blow on him with Stormbreaker. Like it was, he should have been able to. Thanos was without the Infinity Stones, no armor. Well, yeah, he had armor. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but either way, they, you know, Tony snaps and all the bad guys, you know, turn to dust and everything. Um, and they start winding the movie down, and they they've got the funeral scene, which, I mean. Uh, there were, I mean, even like 10-year-old boys in the theater next to me that were sobbing. Like, it was a very emotional scene for most of the people. God, that, all this emotional stuff just kept going on and on and on. I think it was also, not only were they saying goodbye to Tony, but it's also saying goodbye to... The series, yeah. Yeah, so... Except uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a whole wave, uh, was it phase four of movies, you know, the Black Widow, the Guardians, uh, I don't remember everything else that they've planned out that's coming. It's just not going to be in this main. I could have seen, I could have gotten behind a Black Widow movie before the Infinity War movies, but not after. Well, I think it's all going to be, you know. Before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so just like the, the Captain Marvel movie, I think is set in the 80s, right? So... Like, all that stuff is taking place before. I mean, I know we're still getting the other Spider-Man movie. Black uh, Widow is kind of too powerful to be human. She, she, All she has is karate skills, no strength, and yet she can't be defeated. She, will be, she can beat anybody, which is kind of strange. Well. It's almost like Superman. I mean, Iron Man, all he has is money. That's his superpower. No, I mean that goes for his, that goes for Batman his too. Power is his brain. No, his he's like glass. <laughs> okay, his his superpowers are money and and glass brain power. sucked. Uh, I didn't Did see you that. See the glass. No. Oh, but um, on the note of the funeral, uh, there's a kid that was in Iron Man three, and you can see. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you can see. I him didn't in the catch funeral. this. At the time, but I I saw it later, and someone pointed him out like, "Oh, that's who he was." Yeah, I think that uh, if I'm not mistaken, he ends up becoming Iron Man in the comics. So I think they might be oh. setting up for if they come back and do Iron Man later. Like this kid might be not, the not his daughter. No, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that he's the one that so becomes. That Iron. was the post credits thing. No, I, I heard. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, we do see that, you know, Captain America goes back, puts the stones back, but then he lives out his life with, uh, was it Peggy, in the in the past. Which I get if um, he wouldn't have to worry about running into himself if his past self was frozen for all that time. But it's like, so did he go back, he live out and not alter anything by being around and being with her and everything. And then he jumped out of that timeline back to the future when his frozen self comes out of like I don't know how how he's um, able to do that without screwing something well, up. Like or altering you said, we, we know that there's when you go back in time, there's two versions of people rather than them merging. Yeah. So 
he could have done all that without t- affecting anything. I, yeah, but if he if he was out of the picture for all that time, he wasn't. The, he his other self was still in the picture. No, he, he was frozen. He was out like he was out of the picture. He was frozen, buried, lost. Oh, and so right. if he went back and now he's living with you know we we have to assume that he did no hero work for all those years because he knew he would have changed the timeline. Yeah, and so then like I said, whenever his past self comes out of freezing the future self had to leave that timeline or jump back to the future or something to get out of the way, I'm guessing. I don't know how that worked, but he's old at the end, and he hands off the shield to Falcon, like passing the... Well, maybe she had died by then anyway, so he didn't have to... was was an easy decision. Yeah, I don't know. It's just It seems like there would be something that would get screwed up or I changed. Ha- I, I heard someone else's theory about this, though, that he created an alternate timeline... Where he married her, went until she died, and then jumped back to the original timeline and continued it forward. <laughs> that I mean, that's a stretch, but it playing kinda, hopscotch with the math kind of works out. Although all the math is kind of funky, yeah, because of the time travel factor. Well, um, you were talking about the post credit. Did you stick around or no? After you told me it wasn't worth it, I, yeah. I didn't. So I heard other people say it was the sound of a hammer. Yeah, so at the very end like of the movie, they have the credits or whatever, and they do a nice uh, like farewell type thing of all the actors with like their signatures and stuff. And then once it actually goes to credits, like the black screen with the white text scroll, you wait through everything, and at the very end, you just hear like a hammer on metal, like maybe Tony working in the shop type sound. And it happens for a few seconds, and then it goes to black. So I was like, I don't know. I, I watched a, a video. This guy, he took the sound, and he compared it to the the sound of the him hammering in the cave in the first. That's what movie. I assumed it would probably it, was. It was the same sound. Yeah, so I, I thought it would maybe just bookends. Like, so, Iron Man was the first in the series, and, like, and this then, is the end of the series. And so, like, this was, like, a little nod to from, you know, start starting with and ending with. Well, I had heard, well, this guy's theory was that, like you had said, that kid um, is going to be Iron Man. You think he's hammering so out? Like someone a, else is going to be Iron Man and and take on the role. I mean, that could be what's uh, what's happening with it. So It could be that kid that you described, or it could even be his daughter, because we saw her wearing a Iron Man kind of helmet earlier. Yeah. Well... That's that's pretty much all of the, uh... yeah, uh, yep. Unless we break down the movie scene by scene for the next nine hours, then <laughs> I think I'm at a good stopping point. All right. Well, uh, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, gonna be trying to bring coverage of the event this weekend. So check out our site, um, geekfeed.net. You can also follow us on Instagram at the geekfeed, all lowercase. Uh, and then also on Twitter at G33K underscore feed. That's the Geek Feed on Twitter. And if you have comments uh, or topic suggestions for upcoming shows, send us an email at show at thegeekfeed.net or give us a call, 213-536-1138. Yeah, we got no more Star Trek, so if you have any suggestions, we're all ears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Until next time, live long and may the Force be with you. <laughs>